What up, what up? Fantasy Forecast back again, episode two with yours truly, Brett Maloney, alongside Dan Gardella and Mike Zawadzki. No Tyler tonight. Dude's on a flight home. So we'll just keep the train going without him. If you guys haven't listened, listen to last week's first episode where we kind of just introduce ourselves and go over the entire forecast of the NFL season and what's to come. This week, though, we are inches away from week one. Week one starts tomorrow. Bucks, Cowboys. And man, like, I'm so excited. I don't know about you guys, but like, I'm just ready to sit on the couch and just watch some football finally again. Yeah, I think uh, it was great to have college football back next week or last week, but you know, there's nothing like just waiting for the NFL season to start. You just turn on the red zone, watch a fantasy football team, probably do poorly. Um, but, you know, in some cases, you'll get the uh, high score of the week, and uh, NFL season's finally back. I know I'm excited. I'm sure everybody around the world is excited for uh, some quality professional football to be back. So, looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, it's been a, it's been a long time. Obviously, the offseason and, you know, uh, you know, since the Super Bowl and, and preseason games. I mean, preseason games, to be frank, they're just not as fun to watch. Um, so, you know, drafts are done. It's time to get to business. Yeah, I literally just completed, like, all my drafts in, like, a three-day span. And then, there's, as, like you said, Z, there's nothing like sitting on the couch Sunday and watching your fantasy team as they go on red zone. But, I mean, that'll, that'll come in the coming days. Can't wait. Got to root on the GOAT Brady tomorrow now that he's on my team. Um. But yeah, like let's get let's get right into it. I mean, we'll go this week right through quarterbacks, through tight ends, and then if we got if we got time, we can jump into who we like for defenses, kickers, pick who you want. Like, sure, doesn't really matter. But started off right with the deep. Uh, excuse me, with the quarterbacks. See, right to you, kid. Yeah. So I guess I'll start with the quarterback that I don't like this week. Um. I mean, uh, I don't know. Depending on how deep your league is, one or two quarterbacks, you may be starting Tua. But I don't know. In my eyes, I wouldn't be starting Tua this week. He is somebody that I is I would say is a bust this week and definitely somebody I would sit out. I just think that New England secondary is just returning so many guys. Obviously, Gilmore is on the pup list, but still J.C. Jackson and all the Devin McCourty, all those guys. Uh, you know, we just got Sean – what's uh, Sean Wade, I believe his name is. Like, we got the secondary. And Jalen Mills, too. Yep, Jalen Mills. Like, that Patriots defense was great last year, and I think they're only just going to continue to be great this year. Uh, I just don't like that matchup for uh, Tua this week. Yeah, I, I thought about Tua. I mean, I feel like kind of everyone's been telling you that, and especially with, like, the, the track record that Belichick has against – first and second year QBs it's it's not too pretty for those guys like you saw what he did last year to to Herbert when the Pats went out to LA even even in the game that they started against Tua in week 15 last year I mean Tua had two touchdowns which like looks good on the fantasy stature but those were two rushing touchdowns from like inside the five yard line so he still he still didn't impress what they were doing for me I'm going to go to a guy that I'm like sadly actually starting in a two quarterback league this year, this week. And that's James Winston. I feel like 
just like everything that's kind of happened with the Saints in the last couple weeks, it's just like going to be so much to handle. Plus, no Michael Thomas. And like, let's not forget, like the Packers secondary might be one of the most like underrated units in the league. Jair Alexander is an absolute stud out there. So if Jameis Winston's number one target is Marquez Callaway, which is probably going to be unless it's checkdowns to Kamara, the guy's going to have a tough week being matched up against Jair. Yeah. um, Man, I'm like surfing around. Obviously, like those, the two that you said were like pretty solid ones. Um, I mean, there's, there's the obvious one that obviously that I don't think anybody, if you have this quarterback of fantasy football, then you, I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, been seeing a lot of Andy Dalton because obviously he's technically QB one. Um, and they're playing, uh, you know, Rams defense that isn't the worst. And Andy Dalton just kind of has his peaks and valleys, but I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Teddy Bridgewater. I think to sit him against the giants. Um, I don't know. I think new, situation obviously last year in Carolina change of scenery first time probably with all his weapons together I just it's a risk I would not be taking um so I would probably say Teddy but I mean obviously the two that you said I like are... I like the Teddy pick I mean I actually have picked up the Giants defense in a couple of leagues because I think that game is just gonna be very low scoring obviously Daniel Jones kind of sucks and Teddy ain't much better. Another guy that I was actually considering, I mean, he's probably still going to put up the points, but, like, in terms of just strictly matchups, I actually, like, really don't like Big Ben's matchup against Buffalo. I don't I don't know about, either, like, either one of you, but I don't know. I, like, I feel like the Bills, just like Sean McDermott's had this entire offseason to plan up to week one. And Ben is just getting older and older. And I feel like he's not going to have – like he's not going to be running out the gates. I know he, he has all his weapons back, but still it's not going to be the same thing. And I feel like they're going to try and feed Najee the ball early to start with too. I mean, it's funny you say that because like uh, a guy that I was looking at earlier is not not like, like a bust, but like somebody I think who's not going to perform as like everybody thinks is I was going to say Josh Allen because of the Steelers defense. I mean, the Steelers defense is coming off probably arguably the best defense uh, in the league last year. TJ Watt, uh, obviously, yeah, everybody knows what he did last year and he's coming back. And obviously, he's going to be the one of the guys rushing the Josh Allen every single play I think that Josh Allen I think the Bills ultimately will win the game and I think Josh Allen kind of like we said about Ben will put up the numbers but maybe not look great is well, I think for Josh him, Allen for him as well being drafted as like QB2 that's yeah, what I mean I don't think he like he's going to be great in fantasy I love Josh Allen but I just don't know if this week is going to be a great week for him statistically yeah you love Josh Allen just not week 1 yeah, I think that I think he's got a tough matchup this week. Um, right, so. No, yeah, I agree with I agree with the the Big Ben one. I think just the Buffalo defense. I don't know. I think I think Big Ben usually doesn't start off too well, just when it comes to like getting his legs under him for the season. So it's just a in a way, it looks like a lose lose matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and to be honest, I'm not like I don't really expect like a lot of quarterbacks to 
put up like these like ridiculous numbers. I don't like. I think we'll be in rare air if we're talking next week and like we're talking about a bunch of QBs who threw for like 400 yards or something like that. I just don't think that's going to happen in week one. I feel like everything's kind of going to be like slowed down. Not like that we're not going to see points, but like, you know what I mean? Like just, we're not going to see like these crazy like numbers put up. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And then I think too, just going away from like guys we don't like to a sleeper pick that I like for this week. Uh, I mean, maybe hold on. Go to a guy that you actually like, like not a sleeper. Okay, uh, hold on. Just give me like one second. I was prepared for that. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll go. All right. So we'll start from here. Uh, three, two, one. Uh, so a guy I actually do like. Uh, you know, shine away from these picks we don't like. Is I actually do like Trevor Lawrence this week. Um, I think that out of all the quarterbacks. Like, obviously, playing the Texans is kind of like, you know, a gimme game for a lot of players. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence, just like in his first game playing the Texans, I think that could be a huge uh, showing for him. I think he'll put up the numbers. He's got the receiving core and like Chark, Chenault, um, Marvin Jones Jr. And then obviously, uh, James Robinson in the backfield. I mean, I think the offense, um, I think that offense with uh, Trev under center for week one against the Texans, I think that Trev could put up a lot of numbers uh, this week. I tried to pick him up in uh, our league, and uh, somebody else had picked him up already, but I think he's going to have a good week. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Kirk Cousins. I think uh, I'd picked him up as my backup, and I'd said last week that he would be a nice like sleeper pick to have, uh, whether as like a – you know, a starter that you get in like the deep rounds or like what I did with having him as your backup uh, going up against the Bengals. We know that he obviously has the weapons with Jefferson and Dalvin cook in the backfield to, you know, run it or kind of have him be more of a receiver. I don't know. It's just the Bengals matchup that just intrigues me. And, and uh, you know, that alone, I think there might, be, there might be a lot of points in that game. Yeah, and I mean, Kirk Cousins is a guy that we saw last year that had a really solid year when it came to fantasy. So starting, starting a season after what was I want to say it was a career year, if not close to it, uh, to have another solid start against a team like the Bengals. I I love that you said Kirk, but I'm actually going like on the other side of the field. I'm going to borrow. I think kind of like the same thing you said, like. Or what I said to you, I should say, I like. I think there's gonna be a lot of points. I think there's a chance the Bengals might get down early, and Burrow's gonna just gonna have to chuck the rock, and he's got three freaking awesome receivers to throw it to: Boyd, Higgins, even Jamar. If he can stop getting a case of the drops, like I think all three of them are due to have a huge game. And like I know the Vikings picked up Pat Pete in the off season as a corner, but. And the Bengals lost uh, Trey Wayne, so that's a kind of a better pick for you too. Jefferson has a chance to go off, but I think just those two QBs in general are going to have huge weeks, and I wouldn't be surprised if Burrow's throwing up like over three hundred and something yards with a couple TDs. All right, Z, now you can give us your sleeper QB that I know you've been itching to give. Um, yeah, so. Just the sleeper quarterback that I think for the week is a guy who PFF had ranked like 20-ish this week. I, I'm going to say Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, Tyler kind of talked about him last week as being a sleeper pick for the entire year, but 
Um, I like his matchup uh, against the Chargers uh, on Sunday. And I think that, you know, although it's in a new offense and a new system, he's got weapons on offense. Um, but you know, just so you know, Curtis Samuel might be out. I mean, yeah, okay. You still got Scary Terry and Logan Thomas to throw the ball to. I mean, you still got guys to throw to. And, Give you me. know, I feel like I feel like Fitzpatrick just puts up, like, 300 yards and three touchdowns every time he starts a quarterback. So, it could be an interesting sleeper pick if uh, a deeper league, if you need a quarterback to start. I like that. All right, let's move away from QBs onto their partners in the backfield. Running backs, you can choose whichever side you want first, good or bad. doesn't matter to me. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, running back, I do not like this week. I mean, I think I kind of voiced my opinion about this guy last week, but Zeke, uh, I mean, coming off like a pretty bad year and then having to face the Buccaneers defense in Tampa on the night they're raising their banner – for their championship. I don't know. I do not like, I don't like any Cowboys tomorrow, but even Zeke going against that front defensive line that's returning pretty much everybody. Like the, return, the Bucks return all 22 starters on like in, in total 11. Exactly. They're returning their Super Bowl winning offense and defense. And now that defense is already nasty. And Zeke's going to have a tough time getting out of the box, I think, tomorrow night. I like that one. I'm actually going to take the guy's teammate that you choose that you chose for. Um, I'm going to go to who I like first. That's why I just, cause like this guy's been like in my head all day about how good he's going to be this week is James Robinson. You talked about how well Lawrence is going to be. I think James Robinson is due to just have a massive game. Like the Texans are so bad one, but two, like, He's not only going to be force-fed the rock in carries, but just passes like they're not going to try and they're not going to try and overdo things with Lawrence right away. He's going to do a lot of checkdowns on who's the guy he's going to be giving it to. James Robinson. They don't have ETN anymore, obviously, as we said last week. He's out for the year, so this guy's just due to probably have 25, 30 touches, and that's just going to give him a massive week in terms of fantasy production. For a guy who I don't like. Um, I'm actually, this is going to be like a little deeper. I don't know if people will start them in their leagues, but I don't like either Bills running back. You talked about the Steelers defense earlier. I think Zach Moss and De- Devin Singletary should both be on your bench this week. I don't think either one of them are due to have a big week. And then obviously you still have the factor of Josh Allen running the ball as well, and they're going to want to throw it. So I think those two accompanied by the Steelers defense just aren't good plays at all and shouldn't be in your lineup and should stay on the bench. Yeah. Um, uh, running back that I like uh, is not necessarily RB1, but I still think he's going to play a role, is going to be Kareem Hunt. Uh, obviously, you know, last year the, the Browns and the Chiefs met up in the playoffs and he was a pretty integral part in it because you can't become one-dimensional when you're going up against a team like the Chiefs. You got to mix it up. You got to make sure you can have a, your run game and your pass game going and uh, you know, hunts more of a, a dual back in terms of being able to receive and rush 
a little bit more compared to Chubb, but um, I still think he's going to get plenty of touches. He's going to be out there a lot. Uh, and then obviously, like it's going to be the whole year if Chubb gets hurt or needs a couple, you know, needs a series off, he's going to be the go-to guy in there. So uh, he's like in kind of – I guess you could qualify him as a sleeper too just because he's not like running back one technically for the Browns, but I still think he's going to be good. And then the one that I think is a very popular pick to sit is DeAndre Swift. Um, they've been talking a lot about uh, his injury in the preseason. I think it was hamstring. I don't remember what it was. Um, but, like, it lingered throughout the preseason. He really didn't get a chance to, like, get his legs under him. And he's technically RB1 for the Lions. So Yeah, RB1 for maybe, the Lions, kind of an RB2 in terms of fantasy where he's being drafted and stuff. Yeah, he was definitely being drafted in the RB2 category. And, like, he was probably one of the more popular RB2 picks um, just based off of his ranking. Uh, but, I mean, I think you need to see how he does and, like, how much run he even gets out there. You know, he's probably still not even fully stretched out, fully ready to go and get a bunch of carries week one. Like, you have to see where he is. And, you know, I, I can't imagine he's going to be too far along in week one. No, yeah. yeah actually, it was just – I was just reading something that said he said he fully practiced and uh, fully participated in practice today, but that was the first time in a while, so – uh yeah i actually i like that too dan and he didn't like he wasn't able as you said about his injury he also wasn't able to build like a chemistry with golf with him coming over and then of course they're also playing the 49ers you just have a disgusting front seven and like fred warner is going to be spying on him basically like the whole game as the middle linebacker for san fran so it's kind of it's kind of going to be tough for him to get his feet under him uh yeah then uh just the guy i didn't give it earlier when i gave my like not not or not to start guy, but the guy I do like this week is I like Gus Edwards a lot against the Raiders. Uh, especially now, like Justice Hill, they just came out that he's probably done for the season. They're, yeah, they signed, the they, they signed Le'Veon to the practice squad with intention to put him on the 53 man. So obviously, Le'Veon will probably be around tomorrow night or not tomorrow night, but this weekend is my point. But I think Gus is just going to get the rock a lot. You know, that they like to run the ball. In Baltimore, and I think against the Raiders, I'm all on. I'm on the Gus bus this week. Huge, huge Monday night matchup too for the guy. I think he has a chance to yeah show out and do some things. But then of course Lamar Jackson on Monday night football averages like 27 fantasy points in like his three games on there. So he's probably just going to explode again, especially against the against the Raiders. But Let's go to receivers now. Receivers, I'll start. Guy I'm not starting this week, OBJ. I I know they're playing the Chiefs, and they don't have, like, the best secondary in the world, but I don't know. I just, like, something about it, like, it doesn't seem like he's going to have, like, a huge game. And I don't know, like, if you're starting him in your leagues and stuff because where he's placed, where he's being drafted, and there's just so many good receivers when it comes to the league. But I think, like, He's coming back off this injury. Who knows if he's even fully healthy? We didn't really see much of him in the preseason, if any. So when that's with that being said, like his role is kind of going to be, it's kind of like an overtime type of thing, and he's going to slowly progress to where he needs to be. But for right now, I just I wouldn't put him in my lineup. Yeah, um, that that is a good one. Um, my sit pick um, kind of goes with. In a way, he goes with uh, one 
quarterback that we had talked about that we didn't like the matchup, and that's Chase Claypool. Uh, you had said Big Ben don't like the matchup against the Bills, so great obviously pick, if you don't pick. you don't think Big Ben's going to have a good game, then uh, you know that obviously translates to how the receiving core is going to do. The one, the one Steelers receiver I do like though is Deontay because he's going to catch all like the intermediate routes and stuff. Well, yeah, Deontay's more of the higher volume target, but you know Claypool's more more of the you know the the kind of deep shot down the field. Maybe gets like five catches, but has the potential to have it be like five catches for like 125 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Like that's kind of the way that they have him, you know, his role. So uh, and he was probably going like end of wide receiver two slash like flex. So he's going to be started in a lot of leagues, but I don't necessarily know if, you know, he doesn't obviously with receivers, if their quarterback is going up against a tough matchup more times than not, that doesn't mean anything good for the receivers either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you say that Dan, cause the guy I was going to say to sit this week is, uh, was Juju obviously uh part of that Pittsburgh receiving core. But my reasoning a little different outside of the Bills, I'm thinking is that I think Juju I think Juju's the number three receiver on that team now. I think Deontay Johnson's the one, Claypool's the two, and I think Juju's the three. So I think in some leagues, depending on how many guys are in the league, Juju's like, you know, a flex play in a deeper league, um, maybe a wide receiver too. But I don't think – I mean, years ago, Juju was like, okay, I'm going to start him at my wide receiver two, and he's going to put up points. I think he's been in a slow decline, and I think now with the guys who emerged last year and Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, I think Juju's the third guy, and I just – I don't think he's going to have a good year at all. Um, and then another guy, since – so I won't completely take your Steelers uh, take, but – uh, I don't really like Jerry Judy this week. I think kind of like for the reason behind Teddy Teddy B is that, like you said, Dan is you also think, like you think Judy. You think Judy or Sutton gets the James Bradbury assignment? Uh I mean, I think I think Sutton is going to get more of the touches than Jerry Judy. So that's why I'm saying between. Uh, Jerry Judy and Sutton. I'm gonna sit Judy and play Sutton. Uh, and Teddy B. I also don't really like him, like how Dan mentioned earlier. So just between uh, sharing targets with like Fant and and Sutton, and also Teddy B. Starting and Teddy B. Is not known to be very much of a passer. I don't really like that Judy play. I think yeah, no. I I think as we said, like that game is kind of gonna be low scoring, which also hurts the value of these guys, and then. But in that sense, I think, yeah, who knows? Bradbury could be on Sutton. He could be on Judy. Depends on how they want to do it. But either way, like, there's not going to be a lot of points when it comes to that. And then, like, as as for a receiver I actually really like this week, he's kind of been a popular pick around, like, the huge name brand fantasy organizations and stuff is, is Robbie Anderson. I think not only because it's a revenge game against the Jets with his – quarterback now Sam Darnold but I also just really like the matchup and I think the Jets secondary isn't isn't all that and then kind of the offensive role that Robbie Anderson plays in that Joe Brady offense is just he's going to absolutely feast I know they still got guys who are going to get targets like DJ Moore obviously CMC's back in the backfield they have Terrace Marshall who they drafted this year in the second round 
all of them are going to get their fair share of looks. But I think just in terms of this week alone, I feel like we're just poised for a huge Robbie Anderson week. And we saw it last year. He built like a huge chemistry. Obviously that was with Teddy B, but he's going to play the same role. And now it's with a quarterback he's already familiar with. Yeah, no, I like that uh, pick. Um, going on to a guy that I really like this week is I kind of spoke earlier about Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I'm going to go with his number one receiver. I'm going to go with Terry this uh, scary Terry this week. Um, I didn't even realize that uh, Curtis Samuel might not even play. So that to me just even solidified the pick. Um, I, I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to just be looking to him the entire game, even though he's going to have uh, CB one on him. I don't know. I think uh, Terry McLaren definitely has just the skills and everything to be that wide receiver one. And I think he'll put up numbers this week. Yeah. My, uh, my wide receiver that I like kind of uh, goes with the quarterback that I like, uh, and that's Adam Thielen. Um, you know, just kind of reading up on on Cincinnati, um, they said, you know, Trey, Trey Waynes is out, uh, and Eli Apple is going to be one of the starting corners, and Eli Apple is not a great cornerback. So because of that, obviously, you know that Just Jefferson is going to get the number one assignment from the defensive backs. So that could free up some opportunities for him to get not only a lot of uh, targets, a lot of receptions, a lot of yards, possibly a couple touchdowns, depending on how the, the vibe of the game goes. So I like that. I like that. I think, yeah, Jefferson kind of has taken the role as like the number one guy and Thielen's kind of just been like kind of floating under the radar low key. I mean, if you talk about the Vikings now, all you talk about is Dalvin Cook and, and Jet. So, obviously, I think Jet's going to have a huge week, but Thielen could easily just as well have as good of a week. Um, Z, you got any sleepers? I know you're a huge sleeper guy. You got any sleepers for the receivers? Um, I mean, I just like – I like the Jacksonville guys, like I had mentioned earlier. Um, I think I'm starting LaVisca in one of my leagues at Flex. But I think just that matchup against the Texans, like I said, I think that's a really – I think it's going to be a big first game for Trev. And obviously, as a quarterback, you're throwing the ball. So, I like uh, I like the DJ Chark or LaVisca or Marvin Jones Jr., honestly. I think I think one of those guys – I mean, you want to pick one sleeper, but I can't really decide one between them because I don't really know who's going to play out to be the number one over there. Um, you're going to have to watch a few weeks to see who Trev likes best. But I think one of those guys is bound to have a really good week this week. And I think that they're farther enough, di- farther enough down, like, the fantasy ladder that a lot of people may not even be considering starting one of them. So, No, yeah, that's a good pick. And just, like, the Texans are so piss poor that <laughs> exactly. you might, as well, you might as well start whoever the hell they're playing. All right, finally, tight ends. Love, hate. Who you, who you got start whichever way you want to go I don't care I mean this is I feel like this position's hard just because like in my opinion it's not very deep um I mean obviously I you know I like any of the top guys but I don't know I'm really curious I guess you could say this is like I'm really curious to see what Kyle Pitts does this week in his first game there's so much hype around this kid and there, obviously there's not a lot of targets in Atlanta like to other people besides Pitts or Ridley but, I mean, I think he's going to be top five tight end for the year, in my opinion. And I think that this is a really good matchup against the Eagles secondary for him to start his NFL career. And I think a lot of eyes will be on him this week. I like, I like that one a lot. 
Um, I'm kind of going to go the same route that you went. I think Fitz, Fitz is an absolute gunslinger when it comes to throwing the ball around the yard. And Logan Thomas is going to be the beneficiary of that across the middle. And especially with Curtis Samuel being out for this week, most likely. Logan Thomas is just going to even add in more targets than he already had. So I feel like when that's, when that's the case, like he could easily have like a 80, 80 yard, eight catch type of night with potentially a touchdown. And the tight end position is so, so shallow that he could be, he could be a guy that just ends up being a top five tight end this week. Yeah. I like, I like Logan Thomas too. I know we've been talking about Fitz magic and all that, but I think he's a guy that uh, will certainly be like around, you know, he's kind of like in near the top of the second tier of tight ends right now. I mean, when you think of the top tight ends, you think of Kelsey, think of uh, Darren Waller, think of, uh, you know, a couple other guys kind of before him, but, I mean, Logan Thomas was pretty productive last year. And when you have Fitzmagic, you know how he does in September. And those first four weeks are usually out of this world. Uh, George Kittle, too, obviously, um, among, like, the top tight ends. But, no, I like that pick as well. That's, that was where I was going to go. Um, in terms of who to sit, I mean, it's it's kind of tough because, you know, like you said, the tight end position is so thin. Um this is kind of a cop-out answer, but Eric Ebron, going back to that Steelers situation, same thing. Um, plus, Ebron is one of those tight ends that like, you either get like, – Well, well, well. I'm pretty sure Fryermuth got named tight end one for – Well, then definitely don't start Eric Ebron. Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> Fryermuth beat him out in uh, training camp. Oh, I might have to go pick up, Fire, pick up Fryermuth, though. I got him at 41 this week on PFF. Fryermuth? Mm-hmm. Where's Ebron? That's my sleeper, I guess. Ebron is, on PFF is 23. Interesting. So. I literally thought I saw that he was the starter. Maybe I'm wrong. But, Dan, to kind of to kind of go off of that, a tight end I, I don't like is, is actually Cole Komet of the Bears. I think just – the Rams defense, dude, is going to be so solid. And like you talked about with Andy Dalton, like he's going to struggle. And like the the fields thing, dude, is like looming so much over. Like I feel like that guy, he's got to have such a short leash. So if he struggles, man, like I feel like you got to throw fields in there, dude. Like the Bears fans aren't going to want to wait around and let fields just sit there on the bench. So in that case, like Komet's not going to have a good day over the middle for them. And Allen Robinson probably isn't either as he's going to be shadowed by Ramsey the whole night. Yeah. I mean, as far as guys that I like, I don't like, I mean, I'm just like looking at this like PFF list and I'm like, I don't like any of these dudes. <laughs> like, I don't like, we like, I think the tight end position is so shallow, which is why last week I was talking how I always try to get a tight one of the top, like, you know, five tight ends. Like I'm looking at this, like if I had to pick out of this list, I mean, I'd probably say Mike Kosicki for the same reason I said, sit Tua. I just don't think the dolphins are going to have a, a good offensive game against the Patriots. And I think it's going to be like a defensive game this week. Um, I mean, I guess I would have to pick him, but 
I don't know, like a lot of these guys, I'm just like, I'm not sure. Like Zach Ertz is the 18th tight end, and I don't even think he's going to get many touches at all with Goddard. So, so speaking, I don't speaking of tight end, speaking of the tight end position and that that Pat's Dolphins game, which tight end would you guys rather start, Janu or Hunter Henry? I mean, I think I'm a little biased because I've used Hunter Henry a few seasons now, like getting him late in drafts when he's on the Chargers. And the few years he's not been injured or the games he's not injured, I like. I think the guy's lights out. I love the guy. Um, I was honestly like going to pick him for a sleeper for this week because he is playing. But again, I think Mac's first game under center, like I was talking about, like who does Trev like most? I mean, if we're running a lot of, if the Pats are running a lot of two tight end sets, like who does Mac like most? You know what I mean? Jonu and Hunter are both very capable both, tight ends. Both going to have like a high feature rate on like don't get right, them. and it's like. It's like, who does Mac want to throw the ball to? Or, you know, who's going to do the extra things to get open? And I don't know, it's interesting to say, but I definitely like the sleeper to, you know, maybe boom potential of, you know, Hunter Henry or a guy like that. Dan, you got anyone? I mean, in no, terms of that the, question. I know the position shallow is all hell. No, yeah. In terms of that, the question that you posed, I would probably go with Hunter Henry as well. Just kind of, you know. Because it's so shallow, like you got to go with the guys that like you know have produced in the past, at least have had a little bit more consistency. So, I mean, kind of everything that Z said, you know, I agree with. I would personally go with him, but yeah, like like you were saying, it all depends on you know what Mac Jones likes, you know, because ultimately the quarterback kind of determines where he goes and who he goes to the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, lastly defenses i know this is like pick your poison kind of with the defenses because you're either you're either streaming them or you have like the bucks or the football team or the niners like one of those top top end defenses so as i kind of mentioned at the beginning of the show the defense like i'm streaming this week i'm all over the giants defense i think they're due to pick off teddy b a time or two get a few sacks and then just hold them to little points, which in terms of your defense, and I know like the way ESPN is, which I'm pretty sure we all use, you start off with 10 points. And if I'm getting like eight points out of the Giants defense, that's a W in my book. Um, For this week, I picked up, in one of my leagues, I picked up the Jets defense just with the, I guess the Panthers. I mean, uh, I didn't have a lot of, to pick from. And when I was picking up a defense for the week, but I don't know. I think the I think they'll get to Sam a few times. You get a couple of points from Sacks. So like uh, I don't know. Like you said, you gotta gotta pick your poison. And with the matchup, I think you know maybe they'll get a pick or you know a couple sacks. But I don't think they'll get negative points. Like I don't think Sam's gonna put up a ton of points. I think the Jets' defensive line is pretty solid. So I don't know. It's just I guess that's who I'm running with this week, just based off what I had to pick from. Uh, the team that. I'm starting in in our league, uh, and I technically will obviously ride behind the stardom is is the Steelers defense. One thing I I learned when I was like watching, uh, kind of like going through the defenses and which one to pick. The Steelers have led the NFL in sacks in each of the past four years, which is for fantasy sake. I mean, the way that ESPN does is you get a point of sack, so. 
I mean, that alone, I mean, you get a couple of sacks, you get to him a couple times, that's already a handful of points. And then on top of that, most teams, obviously, if you can get pressure to them, on top of that, you just have to not implode and you're walking away with five points. And then you add on to any other special teams or – That's literally all I look for in a defense is who can get me above five and not just produce negatives. The only, Yeah, obviously the, the concern is, you know, well, what if what if Josh Allen goes off? But another part of that is he is a guy that is known to roll out of the pocket and, and uh, um, you know – he's a guy that if you get him out of the pocket, he can create, but if you get him out of the pocket, it also creates more opportunity to sack. So it's like kind of a do or die sort of thing, but uh, you know, that's, that's what I'm riding with. Cause that's obviously who I'm starting this week. Mm-hmm. And then the last, the last position we got to talk about is, is the kicker department. And I'm just like, this is going to be the most plain answer in the world, but like I'm telling you, like you have to play Justin Tucker if you have him in daily fantasy and whatever. Like the Ravens are gonna put up points, dude, on the Raiders. He's probably probably when you get to halftime, there's gonna be three seconds left, and this dude's gonna kick a 57 yard bomb to to give you five points in fantasy. Like he's gonna give you double digits, and a kicker that gives you double digits is an absolute win. Another guy it, though, a, a kicker that gets you seven points is good. Yeah. That's all I look for. But another guy, if you're if you're like a streaming kicker type of guy, one guy I would pick up is Matt Prater. He's the, he's now the kicker of the Cardinals, and I think that Cardinals Titans game is going to be an absolute shootout. And Prater is another guy who's going to give you a 55 yard field goal, which that's five points. And if they're putting up 35 points, 38 points, that's like four extra points and a couple field goals, like. That's 11 points, 12 points out of your kicker a win. Yeah, I, I – similar to, like, Justin Tucker, like Harrison Butker, like, obviously you have to you have to start him. More times than not, Chiefs put up a lot of points or get in field goal territory at the very least. So, um, yeah, that's that's the that's the, the given one. But, I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, kickers, for the most part, there's that, like, top list. And then after that, it's sort of like a – depends who they're playing type of week I, I i say all these and then i have in my three fantasy teams i have the exact same kicker in every single league i have hot rod rodrigo blankenship as my kicker <laughs> in every single league so hopefully the Colts score points man or at least carson Wentz leaves them down there and then they suck for three straight plays and i just get field goals left and right yeah uh, i mean uh i gotta go with my boy young way Koo for kicker i mean this dude came on, busted onto the scene last year, and I picked him up, I remember, like mid-season, just because this dude was getting literally averaging 10 points as a kicker. Um, and I just think the Falcons, I don't trust them to score, like, red zone touchdowns often. And uh, I think Youngway is just going to get a lot of opportunities to kick field goals. Uh, especially some deeper ones, the 40, 50 yard range. And obviously like that's four or five points. So I don't know. I think young way gets at least 10 to 12 points on uh, this week in fantasy. So 10 to 12 points, even two points can swing a game. So I think if you have a kicker, like we were talking about who, you know, can nail 50 yard field goal right before halftime, five points is five points, man. Uh, PPR. So. All right. Lastly, before we end episode two, 
give me a bold prediction for this week in fantasy. Uh, so a nice bold prediction I got for this week is a guy that I picked up in both my fantasy leagues because uh, I think that he's going to become the wide receiver one very quick, and he's going to be a wide receiver two flex play, like slash flex play every week in fantasy. I think Devonta Smith has a great showing week one. Um, I think he's going to show why he won Heisman as a wide receiver and he beat out guys like Najee and Mac Jones, his teammates and, you know, other quarterbacks. And obviously this dude had an unreal season at Alabama last year. And I'm so excited to see what this kid can do in the NFL. I think he's easily going to be Hurts' number one target like very early on. And I think that he's going to put up numbers um, and become a week in week out play for fantasy teams this year. Like I fully have faith that in a few weeks, like this dude's going to be a solid flex play for me every week. And I think he's going to have, I'll say, I think I I'll say he's going to have 20 fantasy points this week. So that's my bold prediction for me. I'm going to go with, I think Brandon Ayuk is a top five fantasy receiver this week. I think the matchup versus the Lions favors him immensely and, Jimmy G is going to be looking his way. I know they have Debo. I know they have Kittle, but like, I think the 49ers are just going to steamroll the Lions this week. And Ayuk is just going to be eating targets. I wouldn't be surprised if he throws up like 10 catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown or two. Like, the dude's going to go off, and that's going to get him a top five performance this week. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna go bold. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go super bold, which most of the time doesn't work very well. But I'm gonna <laughs> go. Ryan Fitzpatrick's a top two point getter this week. Wow. Wow. You gotta run Fitz Magic, man. I guess Danny G is all over September Fitz Magic. I love, dude. September Fitz Magic is the eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> I will say that. Against the Chargers, could be one of those. We talk about game. You know what? We don't know how many games are going to get, you know, high, a lot of points, high scoring. That could be very well be one of them. A lot of options on both uh, on both on both sides. Quarterbacks getting going a little bit. One team falls behind, starts airing it out. You don't know. No, I like it. Hey, that's why it's called bold, man. That's why it's called bold. I mean, everyone everyone gave an an interesting bold prediction. I like them all. Hopefully they pan out. I will they? Probably not. But find out next week on the episode three. That's true. Episode three next week. We'll see you guys then. Peace.